Hey y'all, welcome back to part two here on a Saturday, July 2nd, 2022 edition here on the Chase Mouse Podcast on the Blue Wire Pod Network. We got Kayla Knapp. Yeah, Kayla Knapp on part two here to talk all things Portland Timbers, uh, her career working uh, for the Timbers, what she's doing now, um, how Portland's playing this year in MLS, uh, the future of MLS, some scheduling stuff that looks pretty cool. Um, but yeah, all kinds of great stuff, uh, connecting with players and uh, just a really fun conversation with Kayla on all things Portland Timbers, MLS, and uh, social media a little bit. So I think you guys will enjoy part two here on a Saturday. Uh, don't forget, you can watch this episode and everything else over on the YouTube page, youtube.com slash Chase Thomas Podcast. Like and subscribe. Do that today. Check out all of our great stuff. And then, of course, uh, follow me on Twitter at Chase double underscore Thomas. Like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. Email the program at Chase Thomas Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, also read me sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com sportsrenaissanceman that's me .substack.com type your email and become a subscriber today all right part two here on a holiday weekend starts now uncle darren let's go chase thomas pod the chase thomas podcast um my nephew needs me to record see i hate i already hate it i hate it all right, we're back here on the Chase Must Podcast, taping this on what eight a.m. Pacific Coast time, Kayla. I don't know. I don't know how this works. Like your day, like you're just so I far think behind. I it's a different path. It's a uh, one p.m. here. One p.m. Like that's just wild. Uh, you just got the whole day still ahead of you. We're over yeah. here wrapping up, and uh, there you go. So I'm glad yeah. we were able to make this work. Kayla yeah. Knapp is here. Kayla, good afternoon. How are you? Good. Good. Yeah. It's um definitely weird i think with the time change my family's i'm from new hampshire my family's mm. on the East coast so i've gotten really good at the math so that, that. Well, you're lucky like that's something i've told the the fiance where i'm like the one thing that would move me to the west coast uh she's originally from washington state and i think pacific sports is so clutch and like sports being over at like nine o'clock eight o'clock and just still having time to do other stuff yep is just <laughs> for someone who works in sports every day and has to watch a lot of sports, I, that is the main thing that draws me to it. Has it been pretty clutch for you? Are you pretty, like, yeah. do you love it? I So I moved out to the West Coast after college in 2010. So I've been out here for, God, 12 years now, which is kind mm-hmm. of wild to think about. So I'm pretty well adjusted. I would say the only downside is, obviously, I'm a big soccer person. Mm-hmm. I watch a lot of Premier League and those games are on very super early for you. Early. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like, but the nice thing is, you know, there's a lot, there's a couple soccer specific um, bars here that open up at, you know, 7 a.m. for those games. So okay. grab the friends, go down, have a really early, um, you know, brunch, mimosa mm-hmm. buckets, watch Premier League. It's a good time. But it that took a lot more adjusting than, um, you know, everything else. It is. It's nice. Like you can be done watching sports at like 10 PM and then you still have Mm. a couple hours if you want to go out, whatever, or if you want to get an early night. So I think it's great. I love it. Whenever I go home to visit my family, I'm always like, I feel like sports are on so early in the day. Mm. Um, or sorry, so late in the day, whereas out here it's like so early. So it's just, that always takes some adjusting, but it's, uh, it's, it's, I think we have the, the, the best setup on the West coast for like sports fan that likes to watch everything. Mm. I would agree with that. Um, so maybe that's eventually what happens here, just to not drive my uh, one day wife insane of my yes. uh, what I have to do every day. West um, West. But we'll see. We'll see. 
Uh, Kayla, what uh, what is the vibe right now in Portland uh, with the Timbers? They are just the I love the differentials when you go through different teams and it's like zero. They're the the plus minus differential. It's just it's dead even. They're basically an average some MLS team. They're right there on the playoff threshold. Like, is it just kind of like one of those years where they're just scraping to get by? Is it just one of those things where they're going to bounce back later? Where are you at with Portland? Yeah. So, you know, it's been fun transitioning from obviously working for the team to being Mm. a fan and getting to just go to games and watch the games and really watch the the team instead of like the moments in between. Mm. And, um, I, so the last couple games, I think they're starting to look like what they're capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of really big wins. There's been a lot of injury. Like there were a lot of injuries starting, stri- you know, starting striker Felipe Mora out mm-hmm. up until, uh, you know, recently. And the MLS season started in February this year, mm-hmm. July. So not having your 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 main guy up front is definitely um, challenging. And also just not having that rotation. I mean, guys have had to play forward that are like, we had one game where we threw a defender up up top. Mm. So um, I think the team is is it's hitting that that summer stride, which I mean, MLS is such a long season mm. um, that you can have a, a bumpy start to the year and then start, you know, really picking up in the middle of the year. And that's honestly historically what the Timbers have done. Um, mm. The Timbers have been a team that to the frustration for sure of, of everybody fan base and, and the team alike started kind of slow. Mm. So there's no like panic button. There's no, I don't think people think that it's going to end up being a bad season. I think they're confident they're going to make playoffs. I, I think that they'll make playoffs um, probably not in any of the top three spots, but I definitely think they're, they're going to get there. I mean, just these last two wins, especially with the, they're, they've been big wins. Mm. Um, they're up from 11th to eighth in two yeah. games. So and that 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 table that section of the table is so tight right now that mm. a couple of wins is going to jump you up. So I don't think there's any you know it's it's hitting the early summer. There's still so much time to go. Um, and the stadium the last couple of games was was rocking. I think we've had a really tough. I don't know if you East Coasters know this, but a really tough spring. A lot of rain. A lot of gray. A lot of like cold weather. And obviously. Pacific Northwesters are used to that, mm. but it's still, you know, the, the crowds are, are, I feel like are picking up to the level that, that the team expects. And uh, hmm. so I, I think they're going to get, I think it's going to be a nice run this summer, you know, with players coming back. I haven't paid as, as much attention to the transfer stuff and what, if they're bringing folks in, but um, I don't know, I have confidence. And I, obviously I, I know the team a little bit more intimately than, than your average fan because there's not been a lot of changeover from the last few seasons and these guys have talent like once Mm -hmm. they put it together it's it's scary the attack is really really scary so did you have to like kind of did it take an adjustment to go from working for the team where you cannot have an emotional investment and not when you're at in the building you can't like cheer and you can't no cheering in the press box type thing and then now you're a fan you can just go and you're just like yeah this is this is fun uh did that take some time or was it like you were just like no i'm ready to go no there's no adjustment period and to be Mm. honest everyone that works for the team is emotionally invested like Mm. there's there's no i think that that no the no chairing in the press box rule like uh definitely you know when i was when i was working in the press box like i would do a little like fist bang or whatever Mm. but after COVID, I or during COVID, I switched over to working from my office, which has a view of the field. Mm. So I can cheer all I want there. So it really wasn't that much of a transition for me. Um, and I, the emotional investment, though, or I guess the emotional roller coaster is different because mm. 
my happiness or at least like how you know post game goes and how the fans are talking to us on social and like the ability to like have fun on social and have a good rest of my night obviously used to rely a lot more on the team's performance and now if they lose like i'm bummed but it doesn't impact my my mood as much as it did hmm. when it worked for the team i think i was actually yeah i mean i'm still the same amount of emotional investment like in game and watching it but before and after um it doesn't impact me the way that it did when it was my entire life. Um, so yeah. that's kind of been a nice change. I like that. Um, do you do you miss it at all? Do you miss just being yeah. like like when you're actually in it and you're a part of it? It feels like you're a part of the team. Like you can say we because that's a it's a we situation. Yeah, I I there's a lot of aspects that I miss. I mean, I miss you know obviously I worked for the Thorns too, so mm. missing all the. The, the soccer side of things, the players, you know, big part of my job was building those relationships so that they trust me and want to give me fun, good content and feel comfortable when I have my phone in their face. Mm. Um, and so I definitely, you know, I miss those being around them on a regular basis. I mean, I miss the energy of game day. Like there's always that excitement of game day. Um, but thankfully, I'm still friends with a lot of the people that work there. I'm still friends with um, the players, their families you know, wives, girlfriends. And so I'm still in touch with a lot of them, which is, um, you know, I, I still get at least that. But mm. uh, the trade off of, you know, getting to be in the stands, be a fan, have a drink in my hand, yell as loud as I want, yell whatever I want, um, I, you know, and then obviously just there is a burnout when you work in sports 24 yeah. seven. I mean, I did it for five years there. And then I was working in soccer five years, you know, before that at Fox uh, sports. And that was almost 24 seven. So for me, the lifestyle change, having nights and weekends back has been totally worth it, but hundred percent miss so much about, especially the, the game day energy. It's, it's something really, really, really special being a part of that group. And I definitely will always be sad um, about MLS cup in at the end of last year, 2021, that, didn't get to go out, um, you know, with a with a championship. My first season, the Thorns won, mm. so that was amazing. I have my ring. Um, getting to be a part of that was really, really cool. But it was definitely a bummer to lose at home. But it was still, I mean, that whole week was so special. Getting to host a championship in your city is an indescribable experience for the community, for the players. You know, it was it was amazing. I just wish we could have we could have capped it with a, another ring. <laughs> What was your favorite thing you got from a player over the years? What was the favorite your favorite moment or something you captured where you're like that was uh, unbelievable? I can't believe he just told me that. Um, I wouldn't say it was necessarily like a specific um moment, like th thing that they said. Mm -hmm. Um, but when I first came here, um, Zarek Valentine was one of the first players that kind of like took me under his wing and like with the team and made sure the team like knew I was cool and that like they could trust me. Mm. So the first year we worked on a, a community project together and um, the next season uh, somehow this idea came about, there was like a bet with a fan about retweets on Twitter and Zarek wearing a ribbon in his hair. It was like a whole thing. And I sat down with him, one of his friends and his wife, and we were talking about doing, we were like, what can we do to like, make this a good thing for the community mm. and ended up working on a project with him um, called Ribbon Z for Zarek, mm. where he wore the ribbon in his hair for a game. It was like a, a green ribbon, but we also sold rainbow ribbons um, for pride month to support 
local a local LGBTQ um, organization for youth mm-hmm. and worked on that with him. Also, that happened like the first meeting that we had for that um, was when I first came out as bisexual publicly on the Internet. Mm-hmm. And so all of that was like this whole big professional, personal community moment that ended up over two seasons working with him, working with Stand Together um, uh, and that department, our community department. And we raised like $30,000 over oh, wow. two seasons of of doing that in in uh, during Pride Month. And that was, for me, that was like the most, I guess, special moment was having the buy-in of the whole organization that started from like this joke between a fan and Zarek about Twitter mm-hmm. It just kind of all came together in all the things that I love about sport, you know, just the community, the players, the fans and doing good. So that that was easily, um, you know, my my favorite moments. It's it's hard to recall like a specific like line that a player said like that mm-hmm. ribbon Z for me will always stand out as something that was really special to me and that I'm really proud of. Do you also talk? Oh, yeah, I was mm-hmm. just I was just in Houston actually for my new job. Uh, I was in Texas and I spent a week with Zarek and his wife and his mm. kid. Um, and then also got to see Steve Clark, whose wife just had a baby and mm. got to see her right before she had the baby. And so, yeah, I mean, I like I said, you, these are and even, you know, front office staffers, too. Like I have some of my best friends or people I met through there. And so it's mm. like some family. You spend so much time together that you become really, really close. Um, and so, yeah, it's been really special to just have those relationships go beyond, um, you know, now that I've, I've left the job. Um, it's, it's been great. Yeah. No, they, and I are still great. Still good homies. There you go. Have they done uh, just with uh, June now that uh, it, we are in July somehow, like this is pretty, uh, like June just like flew by. I don't believe June actually happened. Like that I, is, I don't know where June went. I mean, I spent yeah. half of it like seasonally depressed because of the weather here, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it's now my birthday month. It's cancer season. So there you go. Very stoked about July. Um, Do you have big birthday plans? Uh, I have a few things in the works. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. So my with my new job now, um, part of what I do is um, oversee uh, marketing and social media for the Portland Pickles. It's a mm-hmm. college woodbat team. Our mascot Dylan uh, went viral uh, a few times before I came on board, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and went on board. Came on board in February. So I think I'm gonna have a celebration at a game towards the end of the month. And then um, I'm trying to trying to rent out a boat to have a river day because I okay. love me a river day here in Portland. It's um, so, it's just so much fun. Rivers, uh, yeah, lake life. Being from the south and all that lake life, that's one of the best parts about summer. Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big mountain lake guy, but I'm just also like, it's just interesting because I my birthday, like, like if you want to get me a bird, like my birthday is in April. So my thing is, if anyone ever asked me over the years, like, uh, what do you? what do you want to do or what do you it's like no my ideal birthday is i get to just hang out like I, isolated like i am not like i am so much more of an introvert than people would ever uh believe because i host a podcast and i talk to people every day but i uh no that's my jam like i'm having to figure out what to do for a bachelor party and oh, my idea of a bachelor party is like hey could i go to vegas and just record in the blue wire studios uh for a couple days by myself <laughs> and just work and just hang out and uh that's kind of what I want to do. I don't really want to hang out with a bunch of people and be responsible for their good time and be on. Like, I'm just not that kind of guy. I, so I'm, I mean, I'm the opposite. Like I'm very much an extrovert. I'm on all the time, even if I don't want to be on, which is um, amusing, but I, but it's good for your job. It means you're in the right kind of field. 
for sure. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to birthdays, I'm with mm -hmm. you. Like, I don't want the stress of planning on my birthday. Yes. So like I let my I let my friends like here in Portland I, the last few years, I'm like, either I'm just like, hey, I'm going to be at this bar from this time to this <laughs> time, like come yeah. hang out. Um, or I'll just have like a small dinner with like four or five friends, like something really, you know, just us. But yeah, I let my friends plan it. I'm like, you like, I, I don't, I just don't No responsibility, no decisions. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, and it, listen, if you show up, you show up, you want to celebrate, mm. like, that's great. But I'm not gonna, I'm also not gonna stress if someone doesn't show up to my birthday. Like, I don't know. It's yeah. yeah. I, I love that. I do enjoy the birthday attention for sure. Uh -huh. Don't get me wrong. But okay. I don't want the stress that comes with it. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Like, it's weird when you have these competing, uh, like, perspectives where it's like, oh, I want to make sure, like, I'm doing this and then, like, a national show and this is all doing right. But I also don't want any of the actual attention that comes with it. I want <laughs> I want the stability and I want to yeah. be able to do what I want to do. But then I want the invisibility cloak so that wherever I am in life, I can just hide out like that's just not what I want well, and I'll say too I think because I am such an extrovert in a lot of mm -hmm. ways and I share a lot of my life and everything on social media mm -hmm. and I'm always happy to do it um uh and enjoy sharing like who I am when it mm -hmm. comes to like getting recognized in public in Portland like I'm so awkward like I yeah. don't I it's like, obviously like it's it's a it's a it's a small big city like it's mm -hmm. pretty small especially if I go to Timbers games or soccer events like inevitably somebody will come up to me like, are you Kayla? Like, oh, mm. you know, whatever. And it's great. And I love it. And I would rather have somebody come up to me and say like, hey, I just wanted to say hi instead of yeah. the people that I've had. Just like, I'm like, I know you're looking at me. Like, I know you're mm. trying to figure out if you know me. Yeah. And that attention, like, I, I'm not saying I don't like it, but I'm very awkward when it comes mm. to that kind of attention because I don't, I want attention from like my friends and the people I love and know. But when it's somebody that I like knows me from Twitter, I just get, I I feel like I freeze up and I don't handle yeah. it well. And then I like apologize later if they message me. I'm like, I'm sorry. I was so awkward. Like I just, yeah. I, I, I don't, at the end of the day, like my job obviously had a lot of visibility in what I did, but I mm. didn't necessarily like ask for that. It just kind of happened. Mm. And um, that's like one thing about the job. If I could go back and do it differently, I would maybe be a little bit less, visible it, it hmm. definitely helped me um connecting with the fans being able to like understand the voice of the teams and how to build that and how to craft that but i i think if i went back i would be maybe a little bit less accessible to to there you go yeah to the public in general because i feel like now it's awkward they don't understand if you're not if you like now that you're not with the team and you want to be less accessible like that's something that like you can't turn off. They have this idea that that's who you are. So you can't and really adjust. I share online, like is truly authentically me, but obviously there's a lot that I hold back. And so right. there is sometimes that like awkwardness. People think they know you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and that's, I mean, that's fine. Like if they think they know me based on what I put online, great. Cause I have always been authentically myself, but obviously there's yeah. a lot more to me as a human than what I post on Twitter. Um, You know, and it's, uh, mm -hmm. and I also think people like my dog more than me, which is like, Totally. What kind of dog do you have? Um, she's a blue nose pit. Her name is Olivia. I locked okay. her in my roommate's room so she didn't interrupt. But um, you're better than me because uh, Khaleesi the Keyshawn is in in the room, but oh, she's, okay. she's hanging out. Yeah. What kind of dog is it? Is your dog uh, Keyshawn? So have you heard of those before? So no. Keyshawns are like little. I could just go pick her up. Um, <laughs> she's a. It's basically like like literally today on our walk, uh, someone asked, "Is it a chow?" So it's like a. Oh. it's like a it's like whatever a blend between a pomeranian and a chow is that's, that's it. it yeah yeah 
Yeah, but I, I post a lot about my dog and mm. she's very cute. And, That's um, a winner. People like dogs. People love dogs. So mm. whenever things are bad on the internet, I'm like, here's Olivia. Timeline mm-hmm. cleanse. Timeline cleanse. Um, yeah, she's the best. <laughs> you take her to Timbers games? Do they have Bark in the Park night? Um, So I still have to get out of the habit of saying we because I don't work there anymore. But five it's years okay. ago. It's okay. Yeah. I was going to say we. Um. Mm-hmm. To have Bark in the Park at the T2 games, mm-hmm. um, but those have moved out to Hillsboro, so I don't know if they're planning on bringing that back. But Pickles have Woof Wednesdays, and I brought um, Olivia to her first Woof Wednesday, and uh-huh. How'd she, that loved- go? She, she was just exhausted. Like, she was so <laughs> tired because I brought her – I go there early to the stadium, mm-hmm. so she was there for, like, six hours and was just drained for, like, two days afterwards. It was, it was great. She was so tired. Yeah. What's the biggest difference between uh, the Pickles and the Timbers and Thorns? Like, working for the two. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, my job now is so much more than just pickles. So that's mm-hmm. part of it. I'm the director of the agency's called Collide. Um, mm-hmm. It's based out LA. And I'm the director of social for the whole agency. So, like, I oversee the folks that, you know, do marketing and social for the pickles, but I also oversee another team that we own in Texas mm-hmm. um, and a hat company called Official League that um, we started in uh, February. So, like, I do a lot more. So it's mm-hmm. not, first of all, it's not my everything. Um, right. The season's only 10 weeks long. It's a college wood bat summer league. So yeah. it's a lot of games. Like we have 11 games in the next 10, 10 days. So it's like a lot all at once. But then the rest of the year, it's it's just like there's no there's no sports to cover. So that's going to yeah. be really interesting when we get back to the off season again. What my like what my role looks like for them day to day. So I would say like my right now my job is like official league is building that growing that is number one. Pickles is number two. Everything else is kind of below that. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's, and people, it's funny. People are like, actually, when I saw Zarek, um, hmm. Houston was here this week and he plays for them. He was like, I still don't really get what your new job is. And I was like, it's <laughs> fine. Nobody really knows. Because I yeah. work for a marketing agency and you would expect like, oh, you work with external clients. But I, we have external clients, but we also have like our own properties. So hmm. it, it's like a little bit of a, of, a, of a blend, which is fun. It's super fun. I... The biggest difference is that I, generally speaking, am not the one posting on social media. Okay. So in my time at Tim Is that Rose, how you like it? Uh, now, yeah. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Um, I've done Rose, that too. It's yeah. a it's a rough <laughs> world to live in. Yeah. It was and 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 at um, Fox Sports, I worked for Fox Soccer, and I created like their social media strategy plan in like 2012, mm. and was the one that like executed that for that period of time too. So. Um, it's, it's nice to like not be posting every day. I monitor people. I oversee people, but I only post when I want to, which is Mm. like the best. And then the also biggest difference is Timbers and Thorns are a major professional team Mm. that play in the top tier of their sport. Um, Pickles is like, we can do whatever we want. There's no, there's Savannah or what is the Savannah Savannah bananas? bananas. Yeah, Yeah. That same sort of thing you can do. Yeah. It's, it's, we can, we can have fun. We can, um, do silly things and you don't have to get approval from like all these tiers of, mm-hmm. of people. So it's just a lot easier to like do silly content. Um, so that's nice too. And people don't really, I mean, the results are great. Like if pickles mm-hmm. win, awesome, but it's way less results based. It's more about the experience and the players. And um, so, yeah, it's, I was able to take, I feel like everything I learned in the last 10 years um, and then apply it in areas of this new job that makes sense. But I'm also learning so many more new skills of like paid social media and, you know, working um, with business partnerships and kind of the business side of, of marketing mm-hmm. and social media, which I 
hadn't done as much of. And that's been awesome. I feel like I've learned so much in the like, what, July, February, four or five months. I don't know. Mm. That time is a blur. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's been, it's been a nice change. I'm glad I'm still in Portland. I'm glad I get, I'm glad I get to like still go to the, the games and support everybody there. But um, the, the quality of, of life balance is, is awesome. Not to deter anyone from working in sports for pro teams. It's amazing, yeah. but you got to take care of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll end on this. So I think what's super interesting about what MLS is doing, and I think this was something that folks uh, may have missed, but I think it's huge for MLS. Like I'm Atlanta United guy and my parents like love, love, love Atlanta United and going to games and stuff like that. But one of the big things about Atlanta United is great as the attendance is like, sometimes you'll see no one there or they will be a really limited crowd. And you're like, why is that? And it's like, Oh, because no one knew that they were playing today. Like there is one of those things where an MLS game will sneak up on you where you're like, they're playing when and mm-hmm. what time where, and it's not appointment viewing. And Premier League has this. They have the appointment viewing. It's like, right. you know when Liverpool's yep. playing. You know when Chelsea's playing. MLS has not had that. Yep. Now, I think something that people may have missed in June, what MLS did is huge. I yep. think going to Wednesday and Saturday only is I'm... such a home run for them that like, I just I tell people, I'm like, MLS is coming. This is how you get on the docket for everybody nationally. It's like they know if they have this app, they can watch whoever they want to watch. They know when their team's playing and they know what days they're playing. And that's it. They just know they can add that to the calendar. That's huge, right? I, I Yeah. And also, I think that, you know, I'm really interested to see kind of how it shakes out. But the deal with um, Apple TV mm-hmm. is amazing. I mean, as, you know, working for the team uh, and having to, you know, help people figure out, like, where they can watch the games. Yes. Like, and, and the blackouts. And, like, that obviously, like, I was just as frustrated as everybody else. I mean, I had times where I couldn't watch games because of, you know, local TV deals and Mm -hmm. things like that. And so being able to not have blackouts, yeah, you're going to have to pay for an extra service, but like it, I think it'll be worth it. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm really, really excited for both the schedule change and the platform change. I think it's going to, it is going to be increase the visibility, increase Mm -hmm. just like people will know, like you said, I mean, Premier League, I know every, Obviously, they have some random games on Mondays and Tuesdays, but generally speaking, it's like Saturday morning out here. I know games are starting between like four, you know, four thirty a.m. or six thirty yep. a.m. or set. It's it's you always know when it's on. So mm. I think it's going to be huge. I'm. They didn't publicize it as much as I. That's I what expected, I yeah. Which I thought was a little bit weird. I mean, I might be part of like the strategy, but um, mm. you know, now that I'm I'm like outside the 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 inner the inner circle mm-hmm. i don't get as much uh of the the back details as i used to but i think it's going to be huge and i'm i'm really excited i uh, it's it's challenging in mls like like you said just to get that consistency um mm-hmm. and it always has been and it's changed so much and i'm i'm excited i'm excited for what the future holds and i think um it's it's only going to keep growing i mean the league is so young yeah it's 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 going to be and then with the world cup coming in here in 2026 it's going to the growth until 2026 and then after it's just going to it's going to pop off i'm i'm stoked i think so too i think the health and growth of mls is huge and i've always said like they should lean into being college football to premier league like college football to the nfl like that's what they should do where the stadiums are just the same like you go to Atlanta united game it feels like you're in a college football atmosphere and i think if you lean into that don't worry about the 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 best of the best in the world and getting all those guys in the building. If you just build that and you know on college football, like when college game day is, you know all of that, 
that's how you do it. And I think it's a huge win. And I think folks, uh, MLS fans should be excited. Portland Timbers, Atlanta United, whoever it is, this is where we're at. And this is a big, big win going forward. Yep. Kayla, you have to run. How do the good folks keep up with you and all that good stuff going forward? Yes. And, um, oh, yeah, you can follow me on mm. Twitter at the Kayla Knapp. If you want to follow me on Instagram, uh, it's like Kayla Knapp underscore. But I'm most active on on Twitter for all my hot takes. I just got into F1, so you might be seeing some F1. Everyone is now. Um, Drive, drive to yeah. – Five is amazing. I watched two seasons in the last three days. So you're going to see some F1 tweets for me uh, in the near future as well. And of course, my dog, Olivia. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> Kayla, this was great. Thank you so much for making the time. And we'll have to check back in again soon. Yes, of course. Thanks, Jay. All right, y'all. That'll do it for part two here on a Saturday, July 2nd, 2022 edition. Hope you guys enjoyed our conversation here on part two. One more part, Atlanta Sports Guys uh, on part three to wrap up here on a holiday weekend. Uh, Hope you guys enjoyed the pod thus far. If you missed uh, any of the earlier episodes, guess what? If you're subscribed on your preferred podcast player, you'll get access to all of my previous episodes and you will get all that good stuff sent right uh, to your preferred podcast player so that you never miss an episode and you can kind of pick and choose which uh, content you like the most and want to check out uh, the most this week. So all kinds of variety here across the Chase Homes podcast on the Blue Wire Pod Network. So thank you as always for making the Chase Homes podcast part of your daily listen. I greatly appreciate it. And uh, part three coming up in just one second. Uncle Derek, how'd I do? Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.